You're listening to Mission Music, and I'm Contain Her. So awesome. This is Stefan from Balance Breakfast. And Jason from, from Great Highway. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're sort of coming to you from DNA Lounge as if, in the yeah. most virtual way we possibly can. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, kind of cool. Club looks um, great. <laughs> yeah, it looks great here at DNA. Uh, why, why would we possibly be trying to broadcast from DNA Lounge? That's a good question. We have a show coming up really soon. <laughs> Me and Great Highway are on the same bill, so I'm super excited. It's called Star Crash. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is something to be excited for. Um, th- I feel like the, that showcase was kind of starting to like, get its traction, starting to grow. And then this big pandemic happens, and you go, wait a second. We were having fun. Like This was yeah. cool and digital, and that was yeah. really digital. Yeah, how many of them were there before they moved to online only? I'm going to guess. What did you say? How many? Oh, I was going to guess three. I would have been off, but I was going to guess three. Is it three? Two. Yeah. Oh, just two? Mm. Man, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. The um, the um, DNA is a cool space. Um, the 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 let's see uh i managed to get one show in before um the pandemic so we were doing a locals only wednesday show and we pulled off one and the next one was going to be just slightly after everything closed down so mm-hmm. yeah off. yeah we were down to the wire with our lineup for star crash you know during the pandemic it was like yeah <laughs> the, the, yeah. the tank was high it was like public safety was kind of on the radar and yeah, it was really, really tough because DNA really wanted to push us forward, but then everything kind of came cascading down. So, was that in what was that like February or? Oh, I think it was. Yeah, I think March, remember. February. Yeah. March. No, no, no. Yeah, March is yeah. when everything started coming in. So I think we were thinking about. So yeah, was it Mar- the March lineup or the May lineup? I can't remember. Maybe so I guess if. If there were only two, I guess I went to both of them. I I yeah. thought that I must must have missed at least one, but was there three? I'm so sorry. We have to look it up. I, I don't know. Not not too many. Yeah. We're just we're disappointing Remy right now, probably by not knowing. <laughs> but shot shout out to her in general, though. Yeah, shout out to Remy. Yeah, awesome. Especially for keeping it up, uh, managing to do shows um, as if they were at DNA, even though it's all digital and online. Uh, that's that's hard. I I have trouble keeping the momentum and the excitement um, for for bill, billing online shows. I guess you could say. Yeah. One great thing about Star Crash is we kind of have like an audience already that's been built over many years. So like these are all bands that have played together in different forms, you know, in different lineups. And so even for the very first one, we had everybody on board, like in the chat room, having a blast. So it actually really lightened up my life our first uh, webcast so how did all these different uh, acts meet each other and form this community originally well you know how it kind of is right in this uh in independent community it starts with one kind of event and the torch gets passed to the to another kind of event and then over time like the communities all coalesce but um like um years ago i started this thing called synthesthesia where i um I wanted to bring together all the subgroups of electronic music and I always brought these sandwiches, you know, so Bon Me and we met at the Stork Club every Saturday, like first Saturday of the month. 
managed to get a good day there. And even though it's like a dive bar, it was really, really fun. And people started getting to know each other on an informal level, which we really needed. And I would always like get everyone to communicate and chat with each other um, before the show, like prepping for, for each thing. So over time, at least my event helps the community. But before that, there were, you know, there's all kinds of things like Leanne through this Halloween event with um, my my band, Remy's band and her own. And, you know, we kind of formed a, a trio after that, which like to this day, we kind of all, both me and Leanne help uh, Remy kind of fortify her, her star crash uh, lineups. Even though, she, you know, this is totally her baby, me and Leanne are on the sidelines going, what about this band? What about that band? Yeah. Here's, here's a video, you know, so. This is Leanne Kelly from New Spell, yes. right? Like, yeah. I'm like, Yes, Leanne Kelly from New Spell and Remy yeah. from Vice Rain and all. Remy from Vice Rain, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, we had kind of different iterations of it. Even before mine started, uh, there was this friend of mine, Sebastian, that, that started this electropop thing. It was just like a one-off show at Stork Club. And after that, like, realizing that our lineups needed to all kind of be in the same genre or at least semi the same genre because, mm. uh, you know, we've... I found out that was like just so brilliant and fun. You know, when you find people whose music you really adore, you tend to become friends with them. So I'm like, we need more of this. So I immediately hit up the sort club and started uh, Synthesthesia. And then, you know, somewhere along the line, I heard from all my lineups that people were kind of like not into the sort club from its past, like reputation with an old manager. You know, mm. he was, um, there were rumors that he was racist, but, you know, he, oh, he had- awesome for years. I know, awesome, right? But right. yeah, Tom and Laura actually took it over and managing it after him. So he was the only, they were the only ones I dealt with. But even still, there was still that reputation hanging in the air and that really, you know, some blown subwoofers and no green room and not the most ideal conditions for, for electronic music. It means like high fidelity. So a lot of the bands were like, let's try it for something better. And so, um, you know, after that, uh, Jeremy from Parents had us try the Elbow Room. Elbow Room was awesome. We yeah. had some events there, but they never wanted to give us a really good night to have a regular event. So mm-hmm. it was like a struggle to like get get the community something regular again. And then yeah. we uh, connected with Uptown, and we had kind of a semi-regular thing. But all all the time in the back of my head, I was thinking DNA Lounge is is perfect for electronic music. Always was. And so I was always like trying to trying to find my way in there and then Remy who is from San Francisco goes to all the shows she was actually hit up by Jamie who owns DNA Lounge to put something together and he asked her to put something together based on locals and she's like I've got something better about my electronic community so it's like yay yeah celebrated and um and she's been a great um leader through this she got us like proper logos and everything it's glamorous and wonderful and we kind of pushed pushed everything forward with like this community that had been forming for, for a couple of years. So yeah, it's been great. Yeah. I will definitely agree on DNA being the best of the, of the three clubs you mentioned. It's definitely the best for electronic music and it's nice that they have the two floors. So if you're like a, you know, kind of a, just like a one person DJ, you know, the upstairs is really good. And if you have, more things you know and more people and you're like a multi-person electronic act that's the downstairs is really cool for that 
I think the store club, like, is the store club even around anymore? It also closed down at the beginning. Yeah. Did it close down because of COVID or was it closed before COVID? Already on the rocks. You yeah. know, a lot of these venues are barely hanging on. They're just, yeah. you know, the culture, less about the profit, unfortunately, they can barely hang on. Yeah. You want it? You want to know why I know dubstep? Dubstep's not dead. It's because why? because I can see it at DNA Lounge on a regular basis, and they might call it something slightly different. Like I don't think <laughs> maybe they'll be like, "This is no, no, no. This isn't dubstep. This is like bro step, or this is like this yeah. other genre of dubstep." But dubstep's not dead because I've seen it at DNA Lounge. So no matter what they're saying out there, well, DNA Lounge keeps a lot of genre is alive until you know i mean hopefully it'll keep several like going for a while but yeah there's also the synth wave scene and all kinds of things that are like you know very micro niche so yeah you uh stefan you used to play dna a lot too right used to dj there well i haven't dj'd there yet but um i did host i was starting to host an event there um i've been to booty there many times that place that that's a pretty fun event yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. If you like to dance, you like to get turned up, and you want to stay up late and maybe have a slice of pizza, all those things, you can accomplish it. <laughs> I think that's what I like about DNA is that they they're really they have a good sound system and a good space for like electronic. Like they they have a good space for DJs that are just spinning like pop music. They have a good space for like original DJs that are doing their own stuff, and then they have a good space for like bands that have electronic components to them. They seem to do all three of the little sub genres of electronic really well. Well, it's probably because they have so many sub rooms. It's like, okay, what genre are you? Okay. Well, we have a room for that. Wait, what? How many people can you draw? No problem. We have a room for that. I keep dreading that. Like I'm going to read the DNA's like closing or something. And, you know, wondering every week, like how they're doing. Um, I know that Star Crash is all about kind of like donating to DNA, right? Like directly. Yeah, the, the entire time up to up to this up, you know, our, our September show, we've given all our donations to DNA, but now yeah. we're sending stuff like that to Star Crash to invest in all kinds of things like merch and stuff. I keep wondering every week when San Francisco is going to officially close, um, as in like uh, not op- like in general, the city's just not open for business anymore. Oh, new ownership it? someone else is going to take it over uh i don't know how's that city? work yeah how, how's that work yeah we <laughs> have to know, stand in line to get back in or something or i don't know I, th- I think you just go there and take it over stuff and it's probably just empty now you could just run in and that is it. i mean that is exciting in the sense that like um if people wanted to know that i was coming back um my my plan has changed and give me about a month and i'll be back don't worry where are you again? You're in Portland, right? I'm in Portland, yeah. And for for the last three and a half months or something, then New York for three months before that. So so don't worry. People were starting to get nervous. They're like, ah, list of people that aren't coming back to San Francisco. I'm not on it yet. Yeah. Not yet. Of your time because you can work from home now. So wherever. Yeah. But I just was trying to avoid that list of people that weren't coming back to San Francisco because I was figuring I was going to be on it pretty soon. Right. Not yet. Not yet. And uh, April, should I call you April or do I just call you Container always? That's fine. Yeah, Yeah. 
because it's, you know, it's good to have a moniker because people can really look you up on the internet. If you have a oh, yeah. Mm. yeah and you could get it tattooed on your face if you ever wanted to. Your, your moniker. Yeah, just across the side here. Do you think there's a lot of people that don't know your real name and only know your stage name? Or do you think most people know both? Yeah. Most people know both? Most people know my real name and they're confused about the stage name, but whatever, it works. Oh, really? They're confused about the stage name? They assume that it's always like a full band because I kind of like your band. I play with a lot of people sometimes or I play just by myself, so... Yeah, that's interesting because I don't think I've seen you play with other people. Maybe I have. I'm trying to think. I feel like I've seen you two or three times, but you've always been on your own. Well, I played the Labyrinth Bowl and, you know, last Mm. year and it was like, how many people on Saturday night or something? Wow. I have, you know, when I want to bring the people together, it's really fun, but we need a proper stage for that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. When do we get proper stages back? <laughs> Just checking. I, I wasn't Good. sure if anybody heard yet. Good question. Just checking. <laughs> yeah. Is it, are either of you watching um, London Breed's uh, announcements when she when she lets everybody know when things are opening and whatnot? They're 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 sort of two sides. They're like, well, it could be this date, but then I might tell you the next day that that's not going to happen anymore. And then it could be this date, but then just so everybody knows, so no one gets upset at me, I could change it again. And I was like, that's how it is in every city. I mean, I have a business in San Jose and I'm part of the task force and we're, we're there trying to create like methods of reopening. But while we're doing that, the city's just saying, here's the rule now. And we're like, we were part of that rule. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's everywhere. Everybody's kind of, um, up in the air and you know learning things as they come and working mm-hmm. on the sky and we have yeah. five possibilities and depending on what catches we'll decide which one we go with and it could change just be ready it reminds me of the meme that's like um uh it's like someone found the the secret government plan to reopen and it's just like crayon scribbles you know on a piece of paper just looks like someone was drawing like you know clouds or something and that's the it, some of it's on fire you know yeah <laughs> the um i know that most businesses are closing at 10 o'clock during the weekdays but this week was burning man does that mean you've been staying up pa- past 10 o'clock like virtually um i mean i have i always do um yeah i've watched a couple shows what's this week look like then it's got to be is it any different than a normal week does it feel like burning man no, it doesn't feel like Burning Man, but it's, I mean, not for me, because I'm not, there There are kids out on Ocean Beach, like with the hoops and stuff up here, so people are doing that kind of thing, but I'm kind of playing it safe with COVID, so, you know, I'm just keep up at home. Just go, heard. go find last year's bike and rub some playa dust off of it and just kind of rub it across your cheeks and be like, we're in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a thing on SF Gate, and they said hundreds of people went to the playa. Like I had no idea that was going to happen, but a whole bunch of people just went there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and even though they weren't supposed to. I guess you can't stop people from driving into the desert. Yeah, unless yeah. if it was like thousands of people, I think you could stop them. But I guess if it's only hundreds, maybe they're just like, you know, what are you the desert. Do? It's big. Yeah. Um, uh, you, so I, you play. You played the lot. The virtual. The virtual Burning Man. Like, did you did you play a live set or is did you pre-record something and 
pre-recorded, but uh, Fetz Audio, who's a local musician as well in San Francisco, he's yeah. also a visual artist, so he did some like on the fly like visual effects to my video. That was but technically, technically Napa, though, right? Isn't he? I don't know. I always see him in San Francisco, but I think he's from Napa. But yeah. you know, San Francisco is like you're from someplace, but you live here now. Yeah. It is, yes. That that guy gets around. He was he did visuals for for our upcoming DNA set that we filmed at DNA, and somebody uh, who saw some some early clips of it was watching the the live Burning Man, and they they were watching Monolink, which is pretty. He's a pretty big DJ, like he's pretty big oh. shit. And they were like, Fetz, this, is Fet, this looks like Fetz's stuff. And I watched it and I was like, yeah, that's definitely his stuff. And I was like, man, that guy gets around. Yeah. Good for him. He's fast too. It's crazy because I didn't give him much uh, leeway with turning in my footage. You know how it can be sometimes. And he did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ditto. We gave him, we gave him our, our set like a, a day in advance and he just pumped out this like hour long video with, with our logo and everything moving around. And I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Well, let's just say I happen to have some footage uh, that may have aired this week at Burning Man, and you wanted to set it up to let people know, hey, if I were to have pre-recorded something for Burning Man that aired this week, this is what you might see. Yes, this is what you might see. And this is me filming myself in a, a tent that me and my friend made for my boutique. So basically, it's a purple, magical, like genie-like tent that I'm calling the Oasis for my little shop. And I was like, two birds, one stone, let's film it in here. So I uh, set up a gimbal that tracks my face and it's just me and that gimbal. And um, it's a live set, which entails filming myself, singing live and making sure I don't really mess up. <laughs> if I do mess up, I've got to do it again. You know, it's kind of, you know, learning as I go, which is what COVID's all about these days with musicians. And um, this is an example of that. And I sent this over to Fetz to, to do his uh, magical uh, visual effects too. So yeah, this is my raw footage. And what's the what's the first song? So the first song is called Align, and it was the song I wrote uh, last year, I think, yes. So it's kind of about like, I'm in this mode of my life where I feel like I've flipped everything in my life to be super positive and to, to like, bring myself together and really represent who I am, you know, in the world. And, um, you know, even, even down to my self-talk, it's, it's all about like, you know, hope and positivity and perseverance and, and, and just thinking that, you know, like, so this song is just called line. It's like when, when you align, you actually feel lighter. And that's one of the ways you can, you can know you're on the right path. You feel a different like energy within you. Like, yeah. You feel stoked. You know? So that's what the song's about, even though it sounds mystical and kind of dark a little bit. Hello, Burning Man. Welcome to my oasis. Make yourself comfortable. Take off your pants if you like. Are you ready to get aligned? Something you. Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, there is like a a stylistic commonality between you and uh you and New Spell and and Remy's group too. Yeah. I'm trying to I don't know what it what is it though? Like how do you describe that? I don't even know. I mean it's it's female led synth, but like it feels like it's more specific than that cuz <laughs> What's that? Your synth synth witches, you know? We're like synth witches. With this palette that has electronic feel to and a little bit of like fantasy just a touch a little side a little mystery and we like to take on characters we all like hoods and sparkles and (laughs) no it just makes everything work that's kind of why um this community really works together because there's there's like little ties between all the bands even if we're vastly different on some level we have a commonality of uh, something in the palette there because i mean you look at all of us music makers, we're like standing up for a legacy of things we loved. So this is a group of people that love certain things enough that we can all hang, we can all enjoy it together. Yeah, a lot a lot of the a lot of the Star Crash groups have d- definitely do sound much different, you know. But there is, but you're right, there is like a, a couple of common elements. It's definitely always like rooted in synth for sure. It's not always as witchy, I guess, as like mysterious. I like synth witches. I I feel like uh, people might confuse that with like, because there was like a witch house genre, right, for a while, and it's not that. But Witch house fits in the the mode as well. We're we're open for that. Yeah. That's not what I mean. I'm trying to remember who was, where did witch house come? What was like a witch house group? 
I'm, I don't know. I was gonna say they all they all have a vibe though. Um, so while you're figuring out what witch house is, uh, but that like you all like kind of talk in a way that like says like like come into come into my like mystical place and vibe out with me and just kind of like like get into the mood. And I was like, oh, I didn't want to get too trancy that I was like at the end of it like I'm I'm too chill to talk anymore. I'm vibed out. Love it. I brought you into the zone. Yeah, I just wanted someone to serve me some tea. I was like, where's the tea now? Like, do we have like a little circle and like talk about life? I'm sure if that performance had actually been going on at like real Burning Man, it would have, there would have been a tea guy probably. Yeah, yeah my performances before. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's got to be special, of course. I brought my own tea sets and everything, and it was in this beautiful installation in LA. And that was, we had a ceremony too. Oh man, that's great. Are you drinking? To, you have a, you have a cup of something there. Is that tea or coffee or what? What are you drinking? Just water right now. But yeah, I've had enough caffeine today. In a little owl cup, a little cute. Yeah, that's cute. I've been I've been making bad choices with caffeine recently. Like I had a cup <laughs> of coffee at six p.m. What day was that? Friday. I was just like, I I want it. So whatever, I'm gonna drink it. And boy, did I sleep poorly that night. Mm. Yeah. It's not. It's not a very rock and roll story, but it is truth. <laughs> Boy, did I sleep poorly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just wanted you to know. Now, had I been at DNA Lounge after um, after a cup of coffee and stayed up till like two or four or something in that realm, probably would have slept great, but there was no dancing. So what you going to do? What you going to do? Yeah. Uh, toss and turn. Yeah, COVID's been weird that way with people's schedules. I think that have night owl tendencies and they've gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, I think, for sure. I think, I think I grabbed that cup of, cup of coffee and I said, treat yourself. But that's not really like, wasn't really my best idea. Treat yourself. Mm. Treat yourself. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, it's 10.30 p.m. Why not? Why not? Let's have some tea. Yeah. Caffeine tea. <laughs> uh, me and one of my bandmates had this unrealistic fantasy about because uh, you know there's all these clubs closing and uh, so we, we had this idea that maybe one of them will just be like we'll just sell sell or rent their space super cheap like when things reopen you know like there'll be some some really really cheap space you can just like have and then you do a kind of like a like what 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 Remy and, and you do with Star Crash and you just like have a permanent like uh you know uh weekly concert series you know like it's your it's just you and your buddies own a club basically Why and, we could we could do like a like a cooperative share kind of thing you know yeah yeah cool. and then we could have the weirdest parties where everyone like has sleepovers and has not suits if they need them or whatever you know I'm starting that rumor now. Jason's buying a venue. I'm starting. I'm starting that rumor right here, right now. I'm just now. buying. No, I don't think I'm buying it. Yep, Jason's buying a venue. We're excited to throw shows there. He already said we can like have permanent uh, shows. I mean, I think it'd, it'd be really cool for artists to pull in on a cooperative like business at some point. You know, if there's ever going to be an opportunity for that, because I think we would know how to how to do it. I mean, it's just like there's all these vacancies, and so then your mind gets your imagination kind of wanders. Like I, I know realistically and financially, it, it's probably not very likely, but 
It's like, there's going to be all these, when things are going to reopen someday and there's going to be all these buildings that used to have clubs in them, you know? Can I get dibs on a permanent Thursday show? Like I'm putting, putting my request in now. Thanks. Yeah. At you guys Jason's venue, both the star crash. There's the balance breakfast showcase. Yeah. Every there's, Thursday. There's DJ Stefan. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, these are, these are uh, my calendar's full already. That's amazing. I'm <laughs> I've already booked I'm booked up for 2021. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't wait. God, I wish, man. That'd be great. Man, don't just wish. Make it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, we just need like about 50 artists. Mm, it's casual. Or like maybe 50 main core artists, and then the rest are membership, and it's like a timeshare. Who knows? You know? Oh, timeshare. That's a great yeah. idea. I've, I've heard those pyramid schemes are a bad idea, so let's just be careful with that. Shh. <laughs> pyramid scheme cooperative. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, don't think pyramid scheme, Stefan. Think like Berkeley, you know, hippie co-op. Uh, like, okay, okay. We all own a slice, man. We all own a slice. You said timeshare, and I pictured the calendar <laughs> being full, and I'm like, why do I always have to do shows in November and January? <laughs> Um, well, if you want to use more of your annual points, you can have a better slot, but you know, <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh man. Um, how would you set up the second song that you did, uh, uh, live? Uh, the second song, um, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a brand new song. I haven't even released this yet. So this is a collaboration between me and, uh, Stahl who's from England and then, um, Swoop, who is a member of Post Bodies, who's from San Francisco. And um, basically, just recently, maybe two months ago, um, Stahl reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to collaborate on something? Here's something that me and Swoop did. And I was like, oh, I love that thing that you and Swoop did. Can I jump on that? And even though they made instrumental already, um, they were open to me creating a vocal line over it. So that is what the song is, and it's yet to be recorded properly. But I like to take my time with my lyrics and my, you know, my melodies, and I think it's just about ready to be recorded. So this is it. This next song, it's a heartbeat lullaby, and it's calling you.
Richie said. Boom, yeah. <laughs> so that was that had uh, people that you worked on uh, that worked on the arrangement with you. But do you usually produce your own? Yeah, uh, like where it was produced by me. Okay. Do you also like mix the? Are there places to find some of these? Not that song because you haven't released it yet. But where do you where do you put music out? Where's your albums? I have a couple albums up on Bandcamp. You can check out. I also uh, I did a I took part in this soundtrack for a really awesome video game last year. Um, so I did ten tracks for that too. You can find that on Bandcamp somewhere too. What was the soundtrack for? So uh, there was this independent game out of France called Ghost of a Tale. And it was a really, really small team, but beautiful, beautiful game. Um, it, was, it was like a medieval uh, setting, um, you know, with this uh, tale of a mouse that has to, you know, he's searching for his family in this, um, it's a really touching story. I, you know, I don't want to go over it too much there, but um, yeah, it's, it turned out really well. And I, I created Tilo songs, which is the, um, the main character in the game. He's a minstrel. And we play his songs over and over again, but um, apparently, like grown men, grown men like cry over these songs because of how touching they are in the, the context of the whole story. So over time, it, like they develop like more meaning, and some of them yeah. even the songs on YouTube, like metal covers and stuff. So it was really fun, cool. How did you? Uh, how did you? You know, hook up that gig. Like, what was the story to? I've been um, doing video game music in some respect for, for a while. Like I worked for three games, doing some app music and stuff. And um, before that, I was trying to work with Namco Bandai. We were about to like work on a project together, but then they got disbanded, the American division. So um, I had connections to people, good friends through that group. And um, a good friend reached out to me to try to, be, try to get me involved, like doing just sound for them, for their team. Um, and I tested for sound, but I didn't get the job. But then later on, they really needed me. So like down to the wire kind of job. And I, yeah, I did it. And it was so fun. So this is like, were you, produ- were you just the produce? Were you like um, arranging and producing kind of the music yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. It sounds ambitious. <laughs> it was so fun though. You know, when you have a project and it's like a cool project, you, you suddenly find the motivation and I had great friends that I could call up and say like, Hey, Alan, you need to record your violin in the middle of the night this week. Let's do it. And he's like, yeah. And my friend Martin, he played like sit, like not sitar, oud, oud, because um, we needed a sound that sounded like, like a, a you know, the medieval kind of, um, kind of heart back then so we wanted that sound and uh, yeah great friends that were able to record in the middle of the night if necessary and yeah it was really really fun the first the first song i see on spotify is from 2016 um how long has container been a project container has been a project since uh well i think it's been what was it 2012 I think it's been a long time hmm. where you always the, oh go ahead I was just gonna say where's the best place for people to start, seek out music when they're like all right I can get two songs on Spotify but if I go somewhere else I'm gonna get more uh, band camp yeah boom yeah. and there's yeah, some on SoundCloud too um it's a little mishmash right now but right now I really don't 
I don't like what Spotify is doing to independent musicians. So recently I'm trying to, you know, just get people around me to get into the idea of supporting musicians on Bandcamp first. And um, yeah, I'm just a little old me, but I'm putting out the message out there that like, hey, if you if I reach my sales goal for this one single that just came out, chance, right? Then I'll put it on all streaming platforms because I think that's fair and that's cool. And if you really want to support uh, your local artist, then that's the way to do it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What's what's the pitch sound like when you're telling someone to check out your new song, Chance? Uh, I think it's a it's an uplifting song. So it's not at all like these uh these, like you know witchy mystical songs that you just heard. It's a totally different project. So it's me and my friend Justin working on pop music with the intention of like, you know, uplifting your day, making you feel like you, you got this, you know. We just want to infuse your day with energy and joy and hope and possibility and create more music like that. So, um, yeah. This song, uh, Chance, is kind of about, it, you, you probably all experienced the beginning of like, you know, what could be a romance and how exciting that feels and how like when you're meeting someone for the first time, like it just puts a little spring into your step, especially if you think it's like a real, real thing. So just um, kind of like riding on the coattails of that, that kind of sunshine feeling. Um, yeah, so that's basically what it is. Well, Stefan and I are actually just podcasting automatons. We, we feel nothing. So we've never yeah. had, we've never had such romance, such human frivolity. I wasn't sure what an automaton was, but I was like, yes, <laughs> I am just functioning in an autonomous. <laughs> just look, just do a wiki wikipedia or like a dictionary.com you'll it find wor- it. it works better um when when i have the time to look that up and i'm not like <laughs> oh, over here behind me i'm looking up these words that uh, jason's throwing out to sound all smart and cool i do throw out some big words don't i i'm sorry about that you know and it's funny because when i'm at work they i i work in web design and you have to like kind of operate at a seventh grade reading level. And I think what it is, is I get off of that and then it's the weekend and I'm, I want to bust out my, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, my college vocabulary and it spills into this podcast. Cause this yeah. is like on a Sunday night. So it's at the end. And I like, I have a storehouse of words I haven't used yet. So I'm uh, like, automaton. You have a checklist in front of you and you're like, I've got two or three more. I have to get through before Monday. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, reading my Bring out a piece of paper and uh, (laughs) what's next on this list of words? (laughs) If you notice there, that was both for the video and for the podcast. I made that as loud as possible. (laughs) Yeah, the audio is going well, but like I held up an entire notebook and this DNA lounge background just showed nothing. Yeah. Darkness. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I forgive it. Yeah. Um, So April, are you... uh, you said that this footage is going to have Fetz's visuals in a future version, or is it, did I hear that right? The version for Burning Man had his psychedelic visuals, and oh. you know he's working on Burning Man now. So when when he's yeah. done, with, I hope he can back that footage, and I'd love to yeah. share. Yeah, it was really fun. Like so what are you? Carpet rainbow, like around all around me, infused in me, and sometimes I spin upside down. It's super fun. <laughs> That's cool. I, I, I always like a good upside down moment. Um, are you, what are you going to be showing at, uh, at Star Crash and later in September? Star Crash, I was, um, 
Well, I do have a filming of another live webcast coming up on the 18th. So if that goes well and I get the footage, then I'll probably show that at Starcrash because it's pretty high quality footage. But um, on the side of that, I'm kind of um, thinking that maybe I want to like play something more intimate because Starcrash is a very, very cool crowd where they're open to, you know, kind of an intimate experience. So yeah, I'm kind of contemplating like, no, I will. If it turns out well, I want to uh, share footage of me, like, you know, in a in my studio setting with my keyboards. And yeah, I've seen a lot. I've seen a few acts do that for some of the previous episodes, like just kind of living room footage, you know, with a simple, simple I, I setup. And I think Starcrash, you know, because we're all most of us in the audience at least dabble in sense, it's really appreciated. It's an open space for that. So it doesn't have to be as like glamorous. But of course, right. glamorous because I can't help it. But um, <laughs> my sense and uh, um, bring a little more liveness to the music musicality of it all. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, what's the September 18th thing that you mentioned? So it's called Robotica. It's uh, friends of mine that are experimenting, just like so many artists are experimenting during COVID times. But a good friend of mine, um, Leo Lufon, um, he owns this company called JL Imagination. And pre-COVID, they were doing all these events with beautiful lighting, projection art, and stuff like that. And so while he's waiting for the events to, to go live again, he decided to make this little like studio in the back of his warehouse where he could do some live summer, summer shows and webcast them live. So in that, just like we are talking now, that's also an experiment and things will probably not be perfect, but I kind of enjoy that. And um, we're, we're playing around with the, yeah, how, how to do that. And for that, I'll be playing with uh, two really great live musicians and a great DJ. So it's uh, Aaron Lamore, Alan Chen on violin. Alan Chen also plays in a local band called Mono Stereo and um, Christian on drums. So. A little, little different, and I, I really wanted to experiment there with uh, being more physical, uh, you know, dancing and stuff. You know, because I hardly ever get to um, you know, perform like that. So um, usually, I mean, I don't know if you saw me at Dino Land, but usually I just have a bunch of keyboards around me, and it's just me stuck in the middle. And yeah. For this one, I want to like dance around and have a lot of fun, and it's a totally upbeat fun like 80s inspired set are you suggesting that that music or even live music in general is supposed to be fun thought this was like some sort of job like that sit at a desk and like not enjoy yourself or something i'm confused yeah. <laughs> well i'm just saying yeah i i wanted to expand my fun uh, okay okay covid yeah. time you know like um i've been playing around with you know dancing around and singing as my workout routine because why not you know that's what i do is i sing and um yeah i've never really tried that before actually choreography and stuff but so i dabble in that i'm mostly in, into music for the taxes i like that yeah i just like we're doing the tax reporting that's what music is to me yeah 
Yeah, so how did you get into like this? D- tell tell our listeners how to be positive, like like contain her during like, a pandemic or you've what? Entered, you've obviously entered this this phase of positivity. So how can everybody else? And when he says listeners, he means tell Jason how to like not yeah. freak out during a pandemic yes. and like chill. Well, I I call it linguistic hygiene. So you know, in your head, every time you have any kind of self talk. A lot of us have negative self-talk that we grew up with, somebody imposed on us, and it's just there. Like, uh, for the longest time, I would, you know, there's this voice in my head that's like, what's wrong with you? Why'd you get it wrong? Why'd you mess up? Why'd you fuck that up? You know, so instead of that, you want to always flip, flip, the, flip the wording. I mean, that's one technique I've been doing lately. So, you know, tell yourself the exact opposite. And if you need to get something done, like me filming in the middle of the night, um, this, this footage um, happened after sewing that huge tent like for three days in a row. Um, it was like hard to do everything all at once, but you can tell yourself like just strange mantras and make yourself laugh. So I was like, I'm a professional as I was lugging equipment around and setting up lights. I'm a professional as I like, you know, room things and then, and then re- reconfigure them and figure out how to make them work better. And, you know, you can give yourself little like, you know, it's it's just like you're cheering yourself on in life because I do believe that even though times are really dark, the world is dark, horrible things going on, we can't really do much unless we are in, at our best selves. So I really believe that it's important that especially if you want to be an agent for change, that you need to get yourself up to being your best self and that it helps to be positive about what you're up to and excited about what you're up to, passionate to flip flip the language if you have anything um, going on in you that you know that's keeping you down jason i mean listeners did you take notes on that like you guys got you guys got that i was taking notes on my notebook that disappears on the backing yeah yeah it makes sense (laughs) yeah how how would you uh set up the the third song that we have here for you so this is a song i wrote uh for my my solo album that you can find on Bandcamp. It's called Shine. And it's, I kind of paired all these songs together because I felt like I had this intimate moment to share um, in this tent or this setting. So all these songs kind of work together, you know, thematically. And this last song is about, it's a very simple song, but it's just a reminder to, no matter what, to to bring it, right? Like, uh, don't give up and don't let yourself spin in you know, um, negative memories, um, things that weigh you down, uh, sadnesses. And, I mean, there, of course, there's always a time to be sad. It's, it's you know, emotions are a part of life. But as soon as you can, um, to pick yourself back up. And so it's just a scenario of, like, feeling detached from someone you really, really love and feeling the rain of that moment that knowing, you know, you're going to move on and you're going to do something. So that's where, yeah, it's called Shine. And it's also got some amazing players on it. There's a string quartet that I arranged this, um, arranged the piece to include. And some local players in that string quartet too, like uh, Chalista. She's someone from um, Bay Area who's also Alan Chen's on this too, Ishtar Hernandez. So you'll hear their strings in the background kind of infused with the electronics. Very cool. If 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 um 
uh, if you were going to be like, hey, it's been great hanging out with you all, and I don't want this relationship to be over yet, like, wouldn't it be great if we could be like digital friends and then real live friends? Like, if we could just keep this fun and creativity going, how would you keep people inter- connected? Well, I mean, Starfresh is a good start. I mean, I love the old old fashioned chat room brings a different feel and there's less social pressure to be face to face on screens, which can be really awkward for people. So I I like that format. It really actually feels quite fun. Um, Have you been on the chats? I haven't been in the chat yet. You got to get in there. Yeah. You got to get in there on September 24th. That's a good time to, yeah. to join that, that particular chat on DNA. Fun and funny, you know, we, we all kind of like cheer each other on and make little jokes. And some of the jokes have carried on over the, the past couple episodes. So I think this is going to continue. And when we come back in real life, whenever that is, you know, even if we have to wear hazmat suits or something, rave hazmat suits. We're going to get together and have a blast. And the, the crew is going to be stronger than ever. So I think community is finding its way through these times. And thank goodness for technology, because, you know, if we were back in the Spanish free time, we'd be writing letters to each other or something. Um, yeah. So um, contain her on all the social platforms. Yeah, contain her music for Instagram. And then contain her on Facebook and contain her.com. And the Star Crash, uh, the Star Crash uh, series concert series has its own. Uh, I think it has its own Facebook, right? Star Crash SF. Something. Yeah. You'll be able yeah. To logo. It has like a little fluorescent. Kind of looks like a neon sign with star. Jason's right. just trying to avoid avoid talking about his social medias because he gets so stressed out by them. But Jason, it is your turn to talk about your social platforms. Just find Great Highway. Just look at Great Highway. Go get, go get it. Go go look for Great Highway. But that's not true because it's different on every, on every platform. <laughs> it's not. Take the Great Highway. Great Highway. Well, because there's the a great ro- highway. Because on Facebook, there's a row. Okay, I'm going to explain this finally. On Facebook, there's a, a, a club, a group that someone formed about the road. And it's actually quite popular. It competes. It's got about the same number of likes as us, like maybe one or 2000. And it's just, it's just literally like people who enjoy the road, great highway in San Francisco. So don't go to that one. So I was just letting people know that that your name's not the same on all the social platforms. One is Facebook. One is Instagram. One is Twitter. They're all different. Find them out there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And mine is first name Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, last name Aronson, A-R-O-N-S-E-N, on all the social platforms and Balanced Breakfast with no vowels. You can find us. It's been a great show. It's been so fun to have you all here. Yeah, it's been great to have you, April. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. This has been really fun. I'm glad you guys are doing it. People need to stay in touch. People need Stefan and Jason, that's for sure. So true. Yeah. Nice. All right. Like and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like it wherever it is. Um, Listen to, to this show. Listen to our next show. We'll keep doing it.